Hey, do you want to understand how to generate a ton of leads early on when you're getting started? This is the way. I mean, digital marketing is very difficult. It's very hard to understand what the right things to do. So I had JC Granger from Infinity Marketing Group on the show, and he shared all the best ways that startups can get more leads quickly. Here it is. Welcome to Sastery in the Making, the podcast that features the people who made the software world what it is today and the leaders who are shaping the future of technology. Here's your host, Matt Wallach. Welcome. Yes, I am Matt. I am your host, and this is Sastery in the Making. I'm really excited to have you here. Thank you very much for being here. Please make sure you are subscribed. We've got a lot of amazing guests coming up and really excited for what's to come, but glad to have you here today. And really excited for my special guest today, JC Granger. JC, what's going on? How does it's good to see you, man? You're I, I wish I had half of your energy right now. I haven't had my coffee yet, man. <laughs> uh, well, I know you just got back from traveling the country, so I totally yeah. get it. All good, my man. And JC is in Denver, which is where I was born. So I have a special affinity for him right now. Yeah. And I'll see you at the Broncos game here in a couple weeks, too, it sounds like. Oh, I cannot wait. Cannot wait. My Broncos is going to be awesome. But JC, let me tell everybody about you because you're a great guy with a lot of awesome experience. So JC, he's the founder and CEO of Infinity Marketing Group, which is a veteran, veteran digital marketing professional. And he's got 21 years of amazing experience. And really, this company that he has, it's an independent, highly regarded, results-driven digital marketing firm. And they specialize in driving new revenue for B2B tech companies. They have a full-service digital marketing agency. So, JC, super excited to have you here. Thanks for coming on the show once again. No, I appreciate it, Matt. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So tell me, what have you been up to lately and and what's coming up for you in the future? Well, it's interesting. Uh, Lately, actually, it kind of almost conflicts a little bit with what you just said about full service. So lately we've actually pared down our services because of the impact of COVID, not on us, but on our clients. You know, we work with a lot of B2B tech, like, uh, as you know, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, when COVID hit the traditional style of marketing kind of had to go out the window. And, and I say that because, you know, before COVID, yeah, you could invest nine months into, a an SEO campaign and was that budgets were freezing up. Um, people need results now, you know, and I don't consider all types of marketing, you know, and branding stuff, quote unquote fluff. But when you're in panic emergency mode and mm-hmm. you have to decide how much longer you're even going to have a marketing budget, you got to trim things down. So what, how we adjusted during that was we really just focused on, lead gen stuff, direct response. And there's only three real categories that get direct response, real time lead gen. And that's your paid ads. Cause you turn it on, people see it. They either clicking or they're not right. Yep. Um, email marketing because they open it. They either reply or they don't. Um, and something that I really like to do, which is LinkedIn lead gen. Um, and it offer, it kind of runs the same way as, as like your email. It's just a different platform and you know, it's more of a closed network. So we really started focusing just on those three things. And um, it, it really worked out for our clients and it worked out for us. So what have we been Fantastic. up to? We've been up to doing less, uh, but purposely um, to just focus and make sure that we're getting those quick results for our clients so that they can get leads in, make money. And then, you know, when everything gets better and they recover and everything recovers, yeah, absolutely. Start doing social media again, start doing SEO, write those blogs. But Man, when budgets are frozen and and 
you're not sure if you're going to be around for the next six months. You need the fastest working stuff right now. Yeah, so true. I love that you pivoted so well. And those are definitely things I completely believe in. And LinkedIn is a huge channel for us. It's something I train my clients in as well. So fantastic that you've been able to nail that. I want to dive into that in a little bit. But first, I mean, what gave you the idea for Infinity Marketing Group? Where did you see the need? Oh, gosh. You know, um, there's this great agency owner, Jason Swank, uh, that I follow on podcasts. He was one of my clients for a long time, kind of a like a half mentor in a way, too. And um, he always calls it the accidental agency. He says, no agency owner ever said, I'm going to start an agency. (laughs) 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 Like, you know, everyone starts off doing that one thing, right? Like for us, it was, God, it was like 11 years ago. And we started off, this was the time period where mobile phones, uh, like, you know, smartphones were blitzing the market. Mm -hmm. So everybody was looking at websites on their phone, but websites hadn't caught up to the mobile version. So no. there was like this like a year and a half, two year period where everyone's just doing a little zoom out with their fingers and it was annoying, oh. right? Oh yeah. Because, you know, WordPress wasn't automatically a responsive, you know, t- a type of site. Nothing was. So mm-hmm. we specialized. All I did was I just went on my own. I said, all right, I'm just going to make big websites into tiny websites. Like that's it. We just did mobile conversion for websites. Mm-hmm. So of course we did that really good. And they're like, oh, thanks for doing our mobile version of our website would you mind redoing our, our whole website? You're obviously really good at it. And we're like, A, yes, because you always say yes to everything when you're starting, unfortunately, but it's just the way it is. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> unfortunately, I'm glad you did it because I felt yeah. the same thing. It's just what you end up doing. But second, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was really funny because we just got done making their current site smaller. And then now they wanted us to redo the big site, which means we everything we just did was completely worthless. But they liked our job so well that they were willing to, to, to take that loss because then they knew we'd make them a, a good big site and a smaller version of it also. So it was just really bizarre. But then that led into social media. Social media leads into paid ads. Um, unfortunately, and God help me for going down this road, it eventually led into making apps. Oh, my God. That's – it's – oh, I never want to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that. like a pain. I'm great at marketing apps. But, man, making them was such a pain. There's so many things. to So hats off to anyone who – has an app company because I can't do it. <laughs> I, I, I think it's a great lesson though. It's important to understand what you like, what you enjoy doing, what you're good at and where to focus. Right. Yeah. And you kind of talked about that earlier. You need to focus on what's most important. And I'm sure you were probably good at it, but you didn't like it. And it's definitely important to make sure you nail that focus. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. So pivoting. So why should early stage and growing companies, why should they be, they be thinking about marketing? Why should they be doing it? Why is it so important for them? Well, early stage companies in general, here's the thing. We specialize in, in mostly you know, tech companies, like software companies, right? So I can really yeah. only speak, and I only want to speak, I guess, towards that because there's, there's so many different industries that are going to have different answers. But Good, that's that all focus, I care about too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. SaaS, right? So when it, when yeah. it comes to SaaS, for example, um, after you build the software, about 80% of your success equation is marketing, period, right? Because there's not a lot of overhead to a software company, you know, unless you're going to go and overspend on some big office space, you can have a lot of ping pong tables, which happens, by the way. Um, <laughs> but realistically, you know, you're not, you're not warehousing stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, after the pandemic, most people are remote anyway. So you're not really going to have a big office space. Like, where is your money really going? And the fact is, after you've built the software, you're going to have minimal amounts going towards customer service, 
Um, you know, you'll have a sort of course, you know, you have a roadmap, you're gonna have to have your software engineers that are still creating stuff. But in terms of comparing to other industries, you don't have a lot of overhead. So 80% of your equation of success is going to be your marketing, period. You're the and sales, leader. I'll add it. In yeah, that as, you're, with you're working marketing, with marketing and sales. And the thing is, and you can't get it slow. Because if you're a software mm -hmm. company, there's like a 95% chance you're looking for a seed round at some point, right? You're you're building something so you can show a path that attracts an investor to say, that's a good path. I like that. I like those numbers. I'm going to give you a bunch of money, okay? Yep. So yep. as a software owner, you don't just have the challenge of hitting the ground you know, running, but you've got to hit it blitzing it. You can't just start a small marketing campaign. Now, don't get me wrong. If your budget doesn't allow for more, then I guess you do have to. But you have to do everything you can to market as hard and fast as you can. Because if you're going for a seed round or an angel round or whatever, you need to have results in a short amount of time. That's what they're looking for. So, I, you know, that that's, you know, when, when we come across a startup, we're like, listen, whatever budget you have, whatever budget you think you don't have, but you could go find, you don't even have to give it to us. Like, like, sure, we're the ones talking to you and we, we'd love to work for you, but you need to pay somebody as much as you can, as fast as you can, so that they can give you results in as short amount of time as possible. Because the, that trend, that hockey stick curve that you're looking mm -hmm. for, that's what's going to get you to that next round. That's or the first round, you know, or, or of funding and whatnot. And that's usually the name of the game. It's absolutely true. And I, I completely agree. It's so important to be able to know that you need to go fast. You think about it. If you're at like a healthcare company or something, you grow at 20%, you'd be ecstatic. If you're <laughs> yeah. at 20% as a software company, you're out of business. You're like, dead in the water. You're going to get passed so quickly. You mm -hmm. need to double, double, triple, triple, double, double, whatever it is. You got to start seeing exponential lift. And that's that hockey stick that you're talking about. So, so true. And You've got to be able to understand how to allocate marketing dollars effectively and make sure that you're not wasting it. And when you do the right things, when you do it appropriately and you have an expert like JC and his team helping you do that, then you got it. That's where I come in where I show you how to sell it. Once you get those leads, once you get people excited, if you're in B2B space, you need to be able to talk to those people and close them mm -hmm. and working marketing and sales together quickly so that you can get some early wins under your belt, get some traction, makes it so much easier to go out and get that seed round and then eventually your series and get rocking. So I yeah, totally I mean, you agree. Know, you, we can do all the marketing in the world, but if you can't close a door, then <laughs> it's not going to matter, right? You know, but there's a lot of things that can help sell and get people down that mar that that sales funnel in the marketing phase, so that a salesperson doesn't have much to do. You know, absolutely, that's, that's the real goal. Yeah, absolutely. First, you get the right people within that sales funnel, and secondly, you warm them up, you get them connected to the brand, you get them believing in what you got. All of that is so huge for the salespeople. And that's why, you know, I had Dan Tyre on the show. He's the HubSpot, you know, big wig on sales. And his yeah. his whole term is schmarketing. You put sales yeah. and marketing together, they've got to yeah. work together. So I love that you have that perspective as well, JC. That's fantastic. Uh, I wanna let's let's dive into that though. Why do so many software companies struggle with their marketing? All right. It's more of a here's the thing. And I've been doing this a long time. So here's the thing. Let, let me let me tell my background really quick here because this will this is how I'm coming to this answer. So I grew up in the Bay Area, right? San Jose, Palo Alto, Mountain View, the, the trifecta, okay, mm -hmm. of Silicon Valley in the 90s. Okay. I uh I had two computers when most of the country didn't have any, right? My dad worked for Sun Microsystems for like 20 years. Like, so 
you know, we were in it, man, you know? And um, I was that kid, you know, hacking AOL when I was 12 in, in the basement. Like, that was me. <laughs> like, I'm that story. Amazing. But I just happened to be someone who can be very techie like that, you know, coding and software and stuff. And but I'm you know I I have social skills too like I could talk to people right and that's a that's a hybrid that's not listen the guys kids who were hacking stuff in their in their basement uh, weren't didn't usually grow up to be someone who could have a podcast or talk to people right and that's not a a better or worse it's just a spectrum left and right that's all it is so I, I bring that up because the answer to your question is that most software companies are started by software people by coders. They are great at making software where they lack sometimes is their ability to tell people about it. Mm -hmm. They understand how to make a great product, but I have this analogy. I tell people, I say, listen, if you know, you have a brick of gold, but you're locked in a cave, it's worthless to you. If you have a bag of crap, but you're a farmer, that's fertilizer. So it's not, (laughs) you see what I'm saying? It's, but you know, it, you know, who, who it's, who can you tell if you're locked in the cave, you can't tell anyone about the gold. So you can't sell it. If you're a farmer with a bag of crap, or if you have a bag of crap and there's a farmer over there, you're like, Hey, look, and they'll buy your bag of crap. Like that's got value. So you don't have to have the best product. Brick of gold is more valuable than a bag of crap, but only if, if the things are equal for you're telling software companies are typically started by software coders, software engineers, people who said this product sucks. I can make a better one. And yes, you can. But if no one knows about it, it doesn't matter. In fact, some of the most successful SaaS companies on the planet are second-rate softwares when they started. Now, once they got the funding, of course, then they were able to hire the talent and make everything better. So they're, they're yep. currently the best on the market. But when they started, they were not the best. They, they had competition that would have crushed them. But they were the ones who figured out how to tell people about it. That's where it comes in. That's where they fail is in that early stage of marketing. They've got a superior product, but how does anyone know that? If you don't know how to tell people and show them you have a superior product, you might as well not have a superior product. Doesn't matter. This third-rate product over here that has a good marketing team is going to outpace you, and then they're going to get funding, and then they're going to outquality you because of that, and then it doesn't matter anymore. You've lost. I've seen it so many times. And by the way, folks, you heard it here first from JC Granger. Shit is more valuable than gold. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's such a good quote. We're going to have to throw that up on Instagram. No, but uh, I totally see it. And it's it's absolutely true. And what you're talking about is something I've preached forever. I hate, hate, hate the phrase, the product sells itself. Whenever you hear somebody say the product sells itself, sells itself it's not true. There's a lot of marketing that went behind it. There's a lot of branding. There's a lot of messaging, positioning, sales even that gets into that. The product does not sell itself. It's also and- just like when people say, you're a, I'm a self-made millionaire. No, you're not. No one on the planet is a self-made anything. At some point, you had support. You had opportunity. Right? You learned but from you, others. Yeah. You had location maybe. You know, Again, like what do you, do you think I would be a techie person if I wasn't raised in the Bay Area and, and had a dad who were tech? No. There's yeah. no way you think you think Bill Gates would be Bill Gates if he wasn't at the only high school in the planet that had a computer that was accessible to students. No. Yeah. What was he going to where was he going to code? He, he couldn't have been Bill Gates in Kansas. OK, <laughs> so, you know, there is no self-made anything and there's no uh, like what, what was the term that you used? Uh, the product sells itself. Exactly. No product sells itself. Every product has to have support. 
of some sort to get out there. Oh, so true. I hate when I hear that phrase. So I'm glad you agree. Um, okay. So let's talk about digital marketing. What are some digital marketing mistakes that are made by companies that are just getting started? Um, one of the biggest ones is they kind of just go with what they, they, they go with the ego purchases, right? Mm -hmm. Ego is things like, uh, you know, uh, these big video ads, you know, um, that cost a lot of money, but you get to have a camera crew that comes in and interviews you and stuff. You, when you start, listen, don't get me wrong. There's a time and place for that. If you've got 10 million in seed round. Yeah. Do all those things, go on TV, you know, uh, you know, pay for the big ads and stuff like that. That's fine. You know, do a nine month SEO program because it'll be the long-term goal. That's fine. All that's great. But when you're early, you, you've got to be really, really specific about where you spend your budget. And also too, what a lot of people fail, it's here's the thing. A good marketer can make almost any vertical of marketing work somehow, right? Mm -hmm. If they're really good, right? They can bring you leads if they do it the right way, whether it be paid ads, social media, blog writing, if they know where to put those blogs, if they have a good network and they're like, hey, I'm going to get this one on this channel. And then and they know. So again, there is a way to make anything technically work. But the odds of you finding someone who can make something that is not specific to lead gen, you you, you can't brand and leave. If you don't have the budget for both, you got to go with leads. You got to go with relationships. You got to go with talking to people. And a lot of companies that are early stage, they start off. And listen, sometimes it's just ignorance. They don't know any better. So, for you sure. know, it's really not even their fault half the time. You know, you know, welcome to be an entrepreneur. You're, you're going to spend a lot of money learning a lot of hard lessons, you know, um, but hopefully, you know, they listen to a podcast like this or they do other research and they hear someone say, pump the brakes. Like if you're starting off, here's where you need to start. You know, so my hope for them is that they they do enough research to do the right types of marketing for themselves. For them, it might be paid ads, right? They might have a really good sales funnel built in. They might be a software that doesn't need a salesperson in the process, right? So they might be more like MarTech, right? Something that's like mm -hmm. an email marketing software that they have or LinkedIn where it's like 99 bucks a month. You don't need a salesperson in that process. You might have like a chat box to answer some FAQs, but for someone like that, they could get away with a really good ad campaign as long as they had a good funnel, you know, bring in because a, a product that price point can, can help guide people down the sales funnel without uh, human interaction too much, right? If you do it right. Yep. Now, if yeah, you're I, I, I've set the break point at around $75 to $100 is where you can automate. Under that, you can automate. Over that, it's really hard. Yeah. Uh, your marketing needs to start pointing towards your sales team when you're up that. I mean, nobody's going to click around the you know internet and buy $500 a $1,000 a month products. It just doesn't exactly. happen. Exactly. But if you're so if you're enterprise level, paid ads aren't going to help you in the beginning, right? You're going to get people going to go, oh, that's interesting. And they might even go to your website. You get a ton of traffic to your website, sales funnel, but then you're going to have that break, like you said because there was no human interaction because after a certain price point or a certain commitment level or a certain infrastructure or setup requirement that it takes to, you know, uh, we've had clients that do, you know, Microsoft dynamics implementation. Those are not small sales cycles, right? They're giant no. contracts. They're multi-million dollar contracts, but they're also six to 12 month sales cycles. You know what I mean? At least. Yeah. Um, and so when you do things like that, you have to really, really focus on conversations and you're not going to get a lot of conversations from SEO or blogs or social media, you'll get you'll get comments on social media. That's not a conversation, right? That's mm -hmm. not the same thing. Um, you know, not going to get a lot from paid ads, but you will get it from email. You will get it from cold calling if that's your thing. That's not my thing personally, but like, and that's not really digital marketing, but that's definitely a direct response. You'll definitely get it from LinkedIn marketing. 
conversations it's where it's at unless you have a product like you said in that under that 75 to 100 dollars a month where it can be somewhat automated i completely agree and when you're working at that price point that's why we just talked about marketing you have to have your marketing and sales in alignment like marketing the things they're saying when those people see all that and they get connected through the brand and when JC's team gets them really worked up and emotional about what they have to solve and they start talking to the sales team and the sales team says completely different things, that's a break in the process. You have to have your marketing and your sales in alignment saying the same thing so that the buyer feels very comfortable. Everything feels similar going through both processes. It all flows together. So I completely agree with that, JC. And what I want to ask you, and we're running out of time, but what advice would you give to new software founders who are just starting out? They're just getting going. They need to generate leads. What advice can you share for those new founders? Well, I mean, obviously a lot of stuff we already went over is advice in itself, right? Like obviously prioritize your marketing budget. If you're small, go for lead gen stuff first. After you get enough money coming in, then yeah, obviously expand your horizons, you know, do those branding things. Here's the thing. Lead gen is great, but at a certain point you do need to add in branding because lead gen will scale your volume but it won't increase your conversions mm -hmm. where, where, where you, it won't shorten your sales cycles. So I even tell people, I say, listen, I'm going to get you a ton of leads, but eventually one day you're going to have to do things that a make people buy faster, which is not how Legion works and make people buy more, which is also not how Legion works, right? That's what you get from social media, blog articles, ads on TV, th uh, paid ads that are following them around retargeting on the internet. Those things will shorten your sales cycle and they'll increase your conversion rate. And those are big. The first part though, but none of that matters if you don't have the leads, right? So we focus on getting you those leads after you get to that certain point, then you can start the other stuff. So that's the first part. The other part of advice, especially for SaaS companies, and this is gonna be a little bit left field, um, have a video library of all the different aspects of your software insane, insanely available. Like one of the, 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 one of the tabs at the top of your site should say like video library or like, you know, demo clips, something like that. And here's where SaaS companies sometimes go wrong. They'll, the, the programmer or the owner, which usually again, a software guy will make a demo, the whole thing, 55 minute demo. Mm, so and long. Listen, nope. and don't get me wrong. That should be on there because there are some people who do want to see all of it because they've already gone through the sales cycle and now they want to see the full thing. You've convinced them with other marketing and stuff that they want to see more. However, what fails to happen is they, they don't split it up because what most softwares solve multiple problems, mm -hmm. five, 10, 15 different features. But most people are only buying a software to solve one or two problems. That's yep. it. So the, the, the problem where people have the disconnect is they have, they'll show this one big demo or not have any demos. That's another problem too. They might try to force funnel you into a demo. By the way, unless you're doing enterprise sales, don't do that. Nobody wants to get on a call with someone to see something that they could have just watched a quick video clip on. They want to do it themselves. Okay. So I suggest making each feature that you have that does a thing, right? Each problem that your, your software solves. So if your software solves 10 problems, you need to have 10 videos minimum and they should just cut off. It's like, this is a video that's just about this problem. And this is a video about that problem. And the reason being is when people go there, they're going to search and scan and say, okay, I don't care about that, that, that I care about this. And they're going to click on that video but they're not going to click on the 50 minute video and sit there and wait and waste your time waiting for you to get to that part. They're going to bounce out. You should have the 50 minute video there, but only, but that's because people who have gone through other parts of the marketing are then going to get there. So anyway, make a really good 
segmented video library of all the different aspects of your software, make it readily available and don't force funnel them unless you're in enterprise sales where realistically speaking, you couldn't, there's Q&A that has to happen to show them how it'd be customized. That's usually for software that you're, maybe that could be customized for the client, in which case, yeah, you want to get on a, a, a real-time demo. Yeah, and this really speaks to something that I train on, which is called the commitment progression. And initially, when they're coming to your site, they don't know much about you. They don't know if you can solve their problems. They don't even know how bad their problem might be. And if you can do that through your excellent messaging, your positioning, and through, like you're saying, videos, I've done it with feature uh, pages of each different feature, or at least sub subsections within the page of different features that are critical, and get them understanding that, hey, yeah, you've got eight, nine things you can solve, but I have my two I need to deal with. Yes. And that's why we talk about in our courses that it's really critical to figure out what their problem is. When you're in the sales process and you realize, here's somebody who has challenges, I need to understand what their challenges are and I need to focus my attention on those challenges. Don't talk about all the other crazy 19 other things you might be able to do. Talk about the two things that they really care about that they have got to solve now and you're gonna do much, much better. So I absolutely love that. And I totally love how you broke out the difference between lead gen, and branding. So I think having your expertise on that is fantastic because so many people, especially coming into a startup, will have no idea of the difference and didn't even know that there was something that they needed to separate there. And so having an expert like you walk them through that, make sure you design uh, ads and digital marketing around it is absolutely critical. So let me ask you, JC, I know we've kind of reached the end of our time here, but how shall our audience learn more about you and Infinity Marketing Group so they can get that help? Yeah, we're highly specialized. So, um, you know, we only really work with B2B tech companies, whether it be services or software. Um, so if you're one of those, then great. Um, our website is infinitymgroup.com. So infinity with a Y, the letter M as in marketing, group.com. Um, you can also call our main line, 303-834-7344. And if anyone listening just wants to reach out to me personally, I'm just jc at infinitymgroup.com. Perfect. We'll put all that into the show notes. And if you're watching in the YouTube description, but JC, this has been awesome. Thanks so much for coming on and sharing. I appreciate you having me, Matt. And uh, oh yeah. And people can just look up JC Granger on uh, LinkedIn if they want to connect. I, I spent a lot of time on LinkedIn. <laughs> likewise, likewise. So very, very cool there. Well, this was great. Everybody, thank you very much for coming. Really appreciate you, you watching or listening. If you're on the podcast, Super cool that you're here. Make sure you're subscribed. When you subscribe, you're going to be able to get all of the best stuff right to you. We have amazing creators and innovators like JC every single week. So hit that subscribe and then you'll be good to go. Thanks for coming and we will see you next time. Take care. Appreciate it, Matt.